0: Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views. Quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com to book your photo shoot today.
1: You can die. You can die tonight. You can die tomorrow. And so what happens when you can die, there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of urgency when you know you're not immortal. You can die. I'm just being real. And some of us are so ready for heaven that you're really wasting this whole earth thing. You're wasting it. Like some of y'all just so own the heavenly boy that you're wasting this. But I know what my best life is. And I'm waking up every single day and I'm on that. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Treese a millionaire in the building. Trees, man, what's up, man? Another episode, another week, Treese. What's up, baby? What's up, what's up, what's up? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Trees, a
2: millionaire. Hit your live man, and direct,
1: man. baby. And the top of that episode, well, the top of that uh, intro was pretty tough, man, with Eric, uh, you know, talking about... Uh, taking life man it's so man it's real man uh rest in peace uh everybody who is listening i'm sure you've watched and seen by now um the recent news of the tragic death of our recent rapper um man trees what was his name pop um, pop smoke pop smoke pop smoke man i actually didn't know who he was man I, I had no idea who pop smoke was uh i know he was 20 years old right trees Yeah, he was really young, you know, the only reason why I
2: uh, knew who he was was because um, for half of the year of 2019, the last half of the year, I was actually working in New York City on an assignment, and so um, being in New York, I loved it because, number one, you can listen to The Breakfast Club every morning, you listen to it live. And then, you know, a lot of music that me being in the Midwest, you know, it takes a while for music to funnel down here. So being in New York, I can hear all the latest music of artists that were coming out, at least, you know, East Coast, because they gonna push their music first. And so that's how I was exposed to him. And when I first heard his voice, like in my head, I just knew it was this huge, big 300 pound black guy that's what I pictured him at because of how his voice was and so when I finally seen a picture of him I was like oh my god that voice came out of that guy but um mm. it's very unfortunate you know I it's terrible it seems like um a lot of our artists you know they're getting taken from us before they can even flourish like yeah, don't just Mike. had scratched the surface you know yeah um, at least we can say for Nipsey, he had, you know, really been in the game for a minute, you know, underground, and he had just started to bubble. And it's just like, dang, these people haven't even got to, you know, blow yet. Like, they just starting to bubble. You yeah. know, it was the same thing with Nipsey. A lot of people didn't know who he was until he passed. But even more people didn't know about you know pop smoke Smoke, because he he didn't even have the level of you know yet as nipsey would it's just it's unfortunate it's really
1: unfortunate yeah man it's 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 sad Uh, speaker eric thomas man uh let you know live every day like it's your last trees uh I, i guess that's what we we learned about the Kobe death, you know, and, and, reason, yeah. man, and what you just said about Nipsey, you know, Nipsey Hustle. Uh, we we definitely uh, recognize that life is too short, man. So love on the people. Yeah. Uh, that's loving on you every single that's day. That's
2: real. And even the people that that don't love you, I, I'll say this for the people that love me, for the people that hate me, for the people that are indifferent. You know, it's still all love coming from my way, you know, regardless of whatever situation. Because life is just too short, you know. I think, um, yeah, it's too short. I think about, it makes me put in the mind of um, our homie, you know, Andrew Perkins that passed. Yep. And that's somebody, he was my roommate, you know. And that's somebody that was basically what we would call the youngest out of the crew. You know, out of everybody that was hanging every day, chilling, kicking it, uh, me, Philly Moo, Kel, L.A., Big TJ, uh, Smitty, Pistol P., everybody that hung out every day. Drew was the youngest out of all of us. So never did we think he would be the first one to go. But one thing he always used to say is YOLO before YOLO even got popular. He, He was like, you only live once. I don't know when I'm going
1: to go, go dolls. So I'm a fan of kick. You know <laughs> what I mean? Was one so, the, definitely one of yeah. the realest people, man. I remember sitting and, you know, uh, we're talking about our homeboy, Andrew Perkins, nicknamed Drew, um, who was with us at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So, Drew, I remember when he graduated, the day he was graduating, man, uh, because Marcus, my cousin, uh, was roommates with him as well. And I remember being down for Marcus' graduation and laying on the floor because, you know, you know how we do. black folk. we're going to just find a corner.
2: You know we do. We'll I'm make a pallet.
0: <laughs> well, I Get that
2: hotel. I can, that's more money in my pocket to kick it with. Yeah, I'll make a pallet at your house. You keep your floors clean.
0: All right, right
1: well, so exactly. let's go. And so I asked Drew, man. I said, Drew, man, what you going to do when you graduate, man? He's like, man, I'm going to be a veterinarian, man. I'm going to be a veterinarian. Yeah, of course. You went to that shit? And he was dead ass, putting on his and yeah. gown, you know, preparing to walk and, and graduate, man. And, and I just seen the joy in his face that entire morning. Yeah. Um, he was preparing for graduation, man. I'm talking about super Let sad, man. Let me tell you,
2: I'll tell y'all this really quick. So, what people didn't know because you would kick it with Drew, and people probably thought the same thing of myself, okay? Because we kicked it so hard, you know, sometimes you people have a preconceived conception of your noted, uh, notion or do the just plain old judge a book, you know, by its cover. But you can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what no, people didn't know was Drew was extremely intelligent, as myself. A lot of classes... Um, we had some classes together. We didn't study for them. We sat in class, maybe took some notes, and took our tests and still with ASIM. And Drew did that in the medical profession. So that tells you how intelligent he was, okay? Most people that are trying to be veterinarians or trying to be doctors, they have to take a lot of notes, and they have to do a lot of studying. Um, Drew got his degree in veterinarian science, and... I'm going to tell you like this I've barely ever seen him study I, I don't think I can yeah, remember Him ever studying But um, that being said This shows his love for His frat Shout out to A5A Drew had the opportunity to He won a internship So he won an internship um, To work as a veterinarian Training in Australia Um, With some huge I don't know School of medicine type thing I don't know what it's called But they only choose Three people out of the entire world A year to go to Australia To do this internship I remember helping Drew fill out his paperwork I'm like bro you gonna get it He like nah I know I'm not gonna get it I'm like bro you gonna get it Let me tell y'all He got that internship But me saying that is boss he turned it down. And the reason why he turned it down was because he said, Shit, dog, that's when I'm supposed to be online for the frat.
0: <laughs>
2: Shit, I'm 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 finna pledge the frat. I've been waiting on this.
0: Yeah.
2: And he turned it down and somebody else got it. And it's just I know all the alphas that, you know, love him dearly. I'ma tell ya, he loves the frat and he loves y'all because he turned down a once in a lifetime opportunity to go live in Australia for the entire summer to train on the world's deadliest animals cuz they have them in Australia and he turned that in- internship down for Alpha. Mm. So that shows you that shows you how much he loved it. He was a cool cat.
1: Cool Shout guy. out man to Drew. Man, Shout a good out. dude. A good dude, man, about his craft, man. Uh, what do you say, man? I guess bringing it back up on a higher note. Damn, trees, we opened up the show so yeah. high. And so <laughs> All at the same time, we God. taking y'all through the changes. how many that cup, how many that glass over there? Maybe we'll get you. Some see me, I'm going steady, on.
2: I'm steady. <laughs> sippy. You think the whole time I'm, that's probably why I was like, damn, you know,
1: but <laughs> yeah, RIP
2: pop smoke, you know, RIP, R. R. you know, Drew. Yeah. Just with the situation, you know, they said it was a home invasion for Pop Smoke, and in yeah. my head, you know, it's probably somebody you know he knew. So yeah.
0: keep your friends Oof.
2: close, enemies closer. Watch them both. Yeah,
0: watch
1: yeah. them both. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, man. Exactly. So something like that with Pop Smoke, I think they had a home invasion. Invasion, if that's what you're talking about. Uh, it's it's a sad situation, man. Make sure that you're checking us out, man. If you're on Facebook, Finesse Media LLC. That's us on Facebook, man. Check us out on Instagram, at Finesse Media. And if you're on Twitter, it's at underscore Finesse Media. Man, check us out. And if you want to come on the show, hit us up, podcast at gmail.com, man. Let us know how we doing. Uh, Again, or if you want to come on and talk about your HBCU. As you know, each and every episode, we bring out our HBCU. This week, we got a good one, y'all. But even better, I think we haven't even said it or even scratched the surface, man. we got a fantastic guest. For you listeners, if you were around Season 1 of Finesse Media uh, on Blog Talk Radio, where we only was, now we're everywhere. So shout out to you if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher. The list goes on and on. Just make sure that you are subscribed and you are following our goddamn station so that we won't be spamming you with new episodes. Right? (laughs)
2: Absolutely. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Go post it on somebody's page. We need all of that.
1: And let us know that you're listening, man. So we appreciate it. But as I mentioned, we got a really great guest. Somebody from season one. She's no stranger to Finesse Media. But we're going to take a really, really quick break to give it to our sponsors Uh, from Latrice Murray Views, and uh, we'll be back with our guest. I'll let you know who she is when we come back. Finesse Media.
0: You're listening to Finesse Media Podcast, where each week we bring our listeners the hottest topics in entertainment, media, sports, HBCU news, and special guest celebrity interviews. When we are on air, you are in tune with what's brand new. Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views, quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com to book your photo shoot today.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my homegirl, Trieste Millionaire, my co host in the building. But more importantly, y'all, I got a good friend of mine. The season one, I would say goddamn co-host, man. Show your love. Make some noise all the way from the Bayou area. My girl, she's on YouTube. Check out Bundy Blue Show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to the Phonacci Media Podcast show again and again, my whole girl, Miss Bundy Blue. What's up,
0: girl? What's hey. up, you guys?
1: Oh, man. We had to bring it up? up for you, man. So, buddy you're going to join us on this show, but you'll be, you know, with us this whole episode, man. So, let's get right into it. What's been going on with you, girl? Oh,
3: man. Um, a lot, but not a lot. All at the same time, yeah. Uh, since I talked to you last, Ken, I actually quit my job as a full-time photojournalist um, at a local news station down here in New Orleans. I was there for eight years. Um, and basically, my YouTube had grown. I think at the time, it might have been like almost to 40,000 subscribers, which is, you know, not a lot in comparison mm-hmm. to other folks. But, you know, for me, it was a big deal. And my job, you know, they basically was like, "Oh, well, you do advertising for other companies." So we uh, think it's a conflict of interest. They wanted me oh. to choose, Ooh. so I chose. <laughs> oh,
2: wow! They wait a minute. They were hating.
3: Yes, ma'am. Wow. Right.
2: Yeah, that's
1: that's crazy. Wow.
3: Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, you, it was a I, lot. So you at the radio, I mean, you were at the TV station when we last spoke. And again, if y'all don't know who this is, this is Bundy Blue, man. Check it out, YouTube Sensation. When you say you started, you had 40-something thousand uh, views or or subscribers, and your employer felt like, hey, you need to get away from that, or it'd be a conflict of interest, and you'll be terminated? Basically. Dang. So you're doing the full time.
0: (laughs) You quit, as you
1: should. As you should. Yes. As you should, man. So I want to really get into your YouTube, uh, and that's a perfect segue, I guess, really, because what you've been doing on this YouTube channel, I know it, so respect. I'm going to ask questions because the listeners don't know, or at least some of them, but they will know. Let the people know Bundy Blue. Who is Bundy Blue?
3: Bundy Blue is a YouTube personality. Um, I... Try to make people laugh mostly, but I review reality TV shows, and I talk about entertainment news, and sometimes I am the unpopular opinion. Like, I I tend to be that sometimes, but ultimately, I just try to be as authentic and real um, within the confines of, you know, trying not to be too harsh, (laughs) you know, I don't, you know. There's some extraness out there, and I I try not to be like um someone who's negative with my commentary.
1: No, and I'll tell you but, this I'll tell you this for our listeners: the way Bunny and I met virtually. Shout out to Bunny because I don't think we've ever physically met. So to tell you about this no. character on a person that I never physically met and didn't meet in person we all just met over the internet so the vibe and the energy was real Bundy is not a real person but she's hella real and hella funny and so when researching Mm -hmm. and trying to find uh reviews about a show that I was working on uh with uh Selena Johnson TV Mm -hmm. one R&B Divas uh Mm -hmm. made a really good review on and consistently I think it was not about Selena but it was about the entire ensemble and I mean, I was just like, whoa, this person's real and so, and funny, and you know, sharing it with Selena saying, yo, this is somebody that, you know, is, is giving us some love, and so I pulled her coattail to hit her up, and again, 44,000, I, I don't want you to downplay that, again, this was seven years ago, y'all, this was like 2013, in fact, it was, yeah. 44,000 views, what Bundy was doing, major—and major. and what she's continuing to do, I'm gonna brag about a real, I mean, this whole show, <laughs> here and there, but 44,000 views in 2012 was like a small percent, less than 10%. Now, YouTube, uh, I guess YouTube sensations, if you will, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they are everywhere now. But Bunny was way ahead of his curve years ago years ago. So yeah. they, Tasha Kay, I think, is one that, that people talk about, but Bundy Blue is obviously yeah. one that's, that's still in the, in the media. But I just want y'all to know, man, what she was doing in 2013 is what people are yeah. just starting to do.
2: <laughs> Not only that, like, you know, 45,000 followers now is good and is a bad, okay? But back in 2013, girl, you was clowning. That's why you was able to quit that job. You were making a bag bag.
0: Oh, wait.
2: Now <laughs> hold up. Let me... <laughs>
3: wait a minute. Let me clarify something. So, I don't know. I don't even remember how many I had in 2013. This was 2017. That was like the amount of subscribers I had in 2017 gotcha. when I had to quit okay. my job. Oh, was it 2018? 2018. Um, but now, I'm like at, what, 74,000, almost
1: 75? I think so, it was 77. You know, I think when I shared with my ten year page i think it was 77 but you're in 70 plus range which is far beyond right so to are. me
3: yes it's i mean it's been like to me i've had like this slow climb situation but i feel like i have like real people who follow me and who come back no matter what i review, him no matter what i'm talking about so i think it's also about the quality of the people who follow you and not just the quantity because i noticed that a lot of the YouTubers who were doing way better than me years ago, when YouTube had its um its uh, ad blackout or whatever, when uh, you know they had somebody on there killing somebody or getting their hair head chopped off or something like that, and a lot of the advertisers pulled out of YouTube, and you know a lot of people didn't make it after that. They either stopped or some of their channels got. Deleted. Like, it's just been a lot of things throughout the years that YouTubers have gone through. And I'm, I'm always feeling so blessed that I have continued to grow throughout all of that. Even if it's not the biggest growth, it's consistent, it's steady. And, you know, I, can, I feel like I can only do better from where I'm at now.
2: Absolutely. And the thing, the major thing that you said is consistent growth. That's the thing, because you can yeah. have a big blow up of followers, and then not do anything for months. But
3: consistency—that's
2: what's key. That's what's key.
3: Yeah, I really try to remember that, and it's it's difficult because you know I review a lot of shows now, you guys. I review. I wish they would bring R and back though. I'm not even gonna lie, Man. I missed it.
1: We had so much fun reviewing that show, and also for it was you know you being. It was. And you being a part of Finesse Media during that time and that ran, we even had like behind the scenes uh, information. Yes. <laughs> man, yes. Was so a much lot fun. of that was going on. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I know that you, you know, you're doing the whole, you know, so are you doing that 100 percent? I know you, you started the story about you left the job for 100 percent of the YouTube. So are you doing just that 100 yes. percent YouTuber?
3: Um, I have a little side gig that I do on the weekends, but I call it my retirement job because it's for the times when YouTube is not as flexible. Like, if anybody does YouTube, they know we don't get paid consistently the same amount of money every month.
0: Like, it
3: depends on the time of the year and how much the advertisers are spending. We usually make the best money uh, around holidays and holiday season. Because advertisers are putting so much money behind, you know, their ads. And that goes for television just as well as YouTube. So we make more money during those months. But there's a drop once you get to January, February, March. So I got a little, you know, side gig that I work. Nothing too major. And during the summer when Essence happens, I usually get um, a job shooting or working a production or whatever is going on that weekend. So I, you know, keep my feelings out there, but yeah, just a little, a little side job. But You're you keeping that bag moving, the paycheck. <laughs> you
1: keeping that bag moving, right? A paycheck, and that's and that's definitely what's up. I know Mardi Gras is is going down. Um uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. When this when this airs, I think Mardi Gras would have passed, but we can still talk about it, man. How is that scene looking yes. down there uh, in New Orleans? I know it's crazy.
3: Uh, okay, so personally, I have not been to any parade yet, and I'm kind of upset about it, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to try to go, but I'll definitely be out there Mardi Gras day. But right now, it's kind of raining and cold, but it doesn't matter. Like, people are going to go to the parades no matter what. But last night, something unfortunately happened during our next parade where oh, a woman was hit by a float, and she was killed. Oh, man. And I still... Yeah, it's terrible, and they had to, you know, kind of cut the route, and plus there's, like, all of these different things going on in the city where the routes have changed, so I'm not exactly sure how this lady was hit so hard mm. that, you know, she died, because normally they floats float through very slowly, like, yeah, are was going. I was going to ask people. about
1: that. Like the floats are normally moving at a slow pace, like ten. I don't even know if it's ten miles, but you know. No, having, it's
3: not even ten miles an hour yeah. because they they stop, they pause. But for the most part, it's a slow situation. So I'm still, like, not understanding exactly how that occurs. Right, right. right. But, you know, it's all over the news and social media this morning. And, you know, it's just really sad. I hate to hear when things like that happen because if it's not something like that, it's a shooting or a fight or something. Mardi Gras is definitely a, a time when people can just act a fool because they're drinking and everybody's partying and, you know, it should be a tad with mm But
0: ultimately, okay.
3: yeah, you know, but ultimately it's, it's fun. It's so fun and, you know, there's definitely like an energy in the city and people enjoy it no matter what the weather. Like, it's usually either cold or raining. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. And right now,
3: it's boom. But I bet you they're going to be at those parades tonight.
2: Now, I can say I went down there for one uh, Mardi Gras. And I was, I don't know, is it called like the the king of the float or the king of the parade? I don't yeah, know what um, they're here, called. There's a, there's a, um,
0: each,
3: each parade usually is a, it's a club so like they'll have um, the, the king zulu or something like that like that's the, the monarch of the actual club which ends up being the monarch of the then parade row so yeah so it's like a king queens and um, their honorary people like certain parades have celebrities that will be the king queen that year like I think uh, the side the sidewalk steppers had got young as their queen in here so that um. was you know pretty cool
2: the year I was down there, the king had these huge beads. They were like the size of baseballs and softballs. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing beads, you know, off and throwing um, I don't know, some type of pastry. And I was like, I oh, want no, I want your beads. I want your beads because he had a huge mm-hmm. set on, and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen them. He threw them off and gave them to me. And I'm gonna tell you awesome. when I flew look when I flew home back home to Kansas City and I was going through New Orleans and going to the airport with those bees on oh you couldn't tell me nothing everybody (laughs) was like oh look at your bees I had people offer to buy them I'm like oh no you can't have these you can't have these and I have them right now they hung up in my spare bedroom and people and anytime somebody, somebody comes they like Dang, I never seen bees like. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got them from the king.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta do a little something strange. <laughs> for
0: yeah, I, I, I didn't have to do that.
2: Strange. <laughs> no, you know, he really do. He just threw them off. He threw them nah, to him, took them off of his, his neck and threw them to him. That is I'm like, an I got them up. It's
3: like bourbon street thing. Like when people are on floats, like nobody needs you to. You, matter of fact, you might not ever, not ever want to have your like bare breast out at a parade because they will sling those beads at you <laughs> okay and it is not it's not yeah. fun and mm. as you guys know like I said I worked at the news station when you work at the news station you have to shoot uh, the parade every Mardi Gras nobody gets off nobody ever ever gets off so you know you're going to work you're going to be out there all day 13 hour shifts it's a whole ordeal nine times out of ten your reporter got hit in the head Buy some beef at least two or three times that day, at mm. least. So and it hurts too. Like you'll sometimes you'll see them with helmets on or some type of gear <laughs> like stopping <laughs> from getting concussion because they're like, I mean baseball pitching the bees at people, and not only that, but like you know they've had to change the rules because before they used to put out real coconuts on the zoo. Hello, like I to ask, ask you about
1: coconut. that, uh, Bundy. Is this called a Zulu parade where they throw the coconuts? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. My people uh, participate in that. They paint their faces black. Shout out to Leticia yes. Webber, my uh, my family down there in New Orleans who listen to the show, uh, the podcast, and. Hey, yeah. it's a big thing because they do it like the night before they take these coconuts they paint them real good and you know the, next oh, they the off. Before, that's like a
3: that's a whole process like yep. I, I have done it for years and when I tell you this the amount of things we have to buy and then her, her dining room table would be covered in yep. coconut and glitter and paint it's just yeah it's a whole ordeal
0: Yeah,
1: so I mean Bobby, I do want to kind of go back into you know Your craft and what you're doing Just to make sure that the people are aware of who you are And why we brought you on the show Uh, Just so that you know, Finesse Media Podcast As always, I hate to say this to you Because you know the motto and the vision And it never changed, um, Bondi But we wanted to bring you on the show Because we want to bring people on that's finessing the game You know what I mean? So you've been finessed And uh, we want to let people know that You are performing at the highest level of your craft And because of that I want you to tell the listeners And people again who don't know you uh, not really how to follow it we'll get into that later but for people who are trying to start this because again Bundy started this a long time ago y'all but for people who are trying to start it or those that are doing the pot or the uh, youtube um, videos what's some advice that you will give uh, to someone that's looking to start that video or those you know videos on YouTube whether it be makeup tutorials or reviews about shows reality shows. What's your advice about getting that on and how to sustain that brand? You know what I mean? Because that's a part of the vision of Finesse Media, how to grow your brand and begin growth to the highest level of your craft. So just tell people, man, what you did, how you do it, and do what you do. Okay.
3: Um, well, I'll say this. Um, it's definitely been
1: consistency
3: that has been my best friend in YouTube. When you want to start doing videos, I think it's important to find out what you're passionate about, what you feel strongly about, and what will force you to have a strong opinion once you get on YouTube or once you get on whatever social media platform that you want to um, become an influencer on. Just be passionate about what you're doing, stay consistent, and just do it. Because I think a lot of people second-guess themselves, they overjudge themselves, they They want to do the videos, but, you know, they kind of don't know if they should really be themselves or if they should, you know, try to change who they are because they see someone else is a certain way, so maybe I should try it that way. I think the best thing that most people can do on YouTube is to stay true and authentic to who they are because over time, people, people will pick up on any negative thing about you that they can find after a while if you start to get a lot of followers. And the one thing you don't want to have to deal with is having to keep up with the image that is not realistic to who you are. Nobody wants to have to keep up with that. It's too much.
0: Especially for social
1: Uh media. We had our our guest um, a couple of weeks ago, D.D. Kelly, who talked about that, who you post to be. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Katie Kelly, who is now a friend of the show. She's a finesser. Um, but be who you're supposed to be. Be who you're supposed to be. So I, I guess that's mm-hmm. exactly what, what, you know, what you're saying. Hey, it's hard to be fake, or it's easy to be fake, but it's much harder to, I guess, consistently keep
0: that to image keep going, up, right? What you're saying? Right.
3: Yes, in mm-hmm. the long run, absolutely. And I feel like in the moment, um, not following the crowd, I actually <laughs> – um, I posted this video uh, repost of Grisha Webb trying to get into a van and this really tight dress. and she turns around and says I, I can't and I reposted it and I was like this is me trying to jump on a bandwagon because no matter how loud people are screaming online I mm-hmm. have to say how I feel about it. You know, if I, I mean, not in every situation, you know, not everything you need to respond to, but I just mean when it comes to certain subject matters, I feel so strongly about I have to stay true to who I am, even though in the moment it would be so much easier to just go along with the herd, to go along with the crowd.
0: All right.
3: And I think that it's important to show people who watch you um especially because it's always like somebody younger than you or something like that but it's important to show people that it is okay to not only be different but to not be ashamed of that difference. Yeah. For real for real. Absolutely. You know? so, to be you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: The thing is when you're trying to portray something that you're not, you can only fake it so long. And then that real person's going to start creeping out. So you can be pretending and faking For a while but Eventually that real person that's on the inside They gonna creep out And they can't help do nothing but Creep out because that's your actual Self that's you So as you said with what D.D. Kelly Said hey be who you post To be but I mean Social media is a tricky thing because You can A lot of times people will look at someone's Life like And have this whole built up perception of who they are because of what they post and it could be the total opposite it could be the entire total opposite but what's being posted and what they're allowing you to see will have you painting a certain image and picture of them and it could be true or it could be false or it could be true but inflated some you know so Mm -hmm. if you just you then you don't have to worry about nothing else
3: right and another thing that I noticed is that, you know, just from my side of things, sometimes people feel so entitled to your life. It's such a, a fine line to show people who you are without giving them too much because they automatically feel like if something is put out there, they are owed an opinion. And I've noticed that a lot lately uh, with D. Wade. And his his daughter, mm-hmm. Zaya, and everything that's been yes, going on yes. with their family. A lot of the comments I've seen are, oh, Ugh. they put it out there so I can have an opinion about it. And it's like, and right I think there, there's some decorum right, when it right comes
2: to children it. at the end of the day. It should be a lot of decorum when it comes to children.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I do think that them being so open about it is opening her up to trolls. Criticism.
0: like,
2: um, right. Yeah, trolls, criticism. Like, I truly feel some things um, should not be just put in the open because mm-hmm. of what comes with it. I'm definitely mm-hmm. with, you know, her saying, hey, this is how I feel. This is who I want to be. You know, it's people that are, you know, young people that feel the same way so they can see her and be like, okay, well, it's just not me. I'm not the only one, especially for those young children that are, like, in small towns of 2,000, 3,000, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or even, you mm-hmm. know, they don't, they, they don't have anybody. So sure them, but yep. I do say they're opening up her to a lot of just mean-spirited, mean-hearted people. You know, adults yes. too. You know, adults.
3: Absolutely, it's mostly that, adults. It's not a lot of kids yeah, in the shade room yeah. comments. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, and
2: that's but I yeah, also, that's hard. Ahead, that's sorry. hard. Oh, you're you're mm-hmm. good. I'm just saying that's that's hard, and that's something that's gonna be really hard for her to deal with. Like right now, it's mm-hmm. cool because y'all supportive, but. Mm-hmm. Even us being adults, you've had on your thread someone that says something and that shit just point blank got under your damn skin. As Mm -hmm. an adult, as an adult, and we know how to process those emotions and deal with them a little bit better. Now, that same thing that got under your skin as an adult, people are saying that to her as a child, and my only thing is, you know, that's a lot for a child to have to process and deal with. So I just want them, in my opinion, just to be a little more tactful and protect her um, from these people because people gonna come at her and they are coming at her. And that's, that's right. a lot to deal with being, what is she, 10, 10, 11? I right. don't know. That That's a lot to deal with for a child. It's a lot.
3: It is. um, It is a lot to deal with for a child. And I do feel like maybe there should have been more, you know, I don't want to say secrecy, but for lack of a better term, just, you know, more protection. But I also feel like just because somebody says something or puts a part of their life out there, it does not then give grown people free reign to just unleash their emotions about a subject matter when it's in regards to a child like I saw someone post today you know it's not your kid it's not your kid like everybody just needs to calm down because essentially you're upset in a way that you know it's almost like you think it's happening to your kid and it's not so just everybody calm down and I kind of agree with that sentiment and the thing I saw a lot in the comments was a lot of grown people feeling like they were entitled to that opinion because they talked about it And I feel like, you know, like you said, there should be more protection. But I also heard Zaya speak on the situation. And I just kind of felt like such an intelligent young person. Such an intelligent, smart young person. And I feel like there isn't a lot of credit given to kids. And especially especially not a lot um, of consideration given to this particular kid. But, you know, either way, I think that most people are thinking in... their regular life type of situation, whereas they're really going to be way they not raising their children in, like, you know, middle America school systems and, you know what I'm saying? Like, their their experience is different. You know what I mean? So I think there is more openness when it comes to rich kids. Mm. <laughs> Point blank, period.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm.
3: But I, think I, I also want Boosie to stop talking so much. I want Boosie to worry about the 50 11 children <laughs> that he has out here with the 13,000 baby moms. I want him to worry about that because right now you're online going off about somebody else's kid and I'm sure there's something that you don't know about that's going on with one of your own because you got too many of them in too many different households to keep track. So, <laughs> I just feel like everybody you know, nobody's Situation is perfect, and people who have so much, you know, shit in their own backyard shouldn't be worrying about other people.
1: No, that's real. That I mean, that's one hundred percent correct, man. Yeah, uh, I, I see it as so much, man, and I, I, I use my, I use another platform to talk about Dway, and uh, but I, I think what, what we all saying is just be more tactful, uh, have a little respect, you know what I mean for. Uh, the family and the, the person's decision, the child's decision, um, and that's that's it man so uh, if you are checking on this episode of Finesse Media Podcast we're going to have our guest Bundy Blue um, hanging out with us this entire episode so unusual uh, but again it's she's family so uh, we definitely want to keep yeah. her around and uh, in this next segment uh, Bund we bring it to you like you know it so it's really important to keep you around because this is 3T segment this is a segment where my co-host Teresa Millionaire again does just that talks about the three things that's trending. So the 3T segment, uh, again, is brought to you by Treese and uh, Bundy. I want you to uh, chime in on some of this shit, too, because your opinion really matters on this event. So Treese, what do we got going on in this crazy-ass world, man? What's happening?
2: All right. So the first one we have in the 3T segment, we have NFL Darren McFadden gets jail time in drunken Whataburger case. I don't know what's what's going on with that. So, ex-Dallas Cowboys star Darren McFadden will be spending time behind bars, bars, excuse me, says, uh, once again, TMZ. Um, They have learned that the former running back just pled guilty in his drunken Whataburger case. Uh, They broke the story back in January 2019 where cops say McFadden was asleep at the wheel of his 2019 GMC Yukon in the drive through of a Whataburger in Texas. Officials say after officers confronted him, McFadden resisted. And in the scuffle, Darren's driver's side and passenger windows were smashed in. I don't know what's going on there. Authorities eventually hit McFadden with charges of resisting arrest and a DWI with a BAC of greater blood, that's blood alcohol content, for those of you that didn't know greater than or equal to .15 but we've learned the 32 year old reached a plea deal last week to close out the case so Mr. McFadden, he had a party drunk at night and I'ma tell you, I know I have been, lord forgive me, Oh
1: shit. (laughs) I
2: know I fell asleep in a drive through before just point blank, oh. fell asleep, and I wasn't even drunk. I was just tired. Oh. The line happened to be long. <laughs> I just wanted some McDonald's fries. I was gonna try to get a, a ice cream shake, you know, a strawberry shake, but we all know the the McDonald's machine is down after oh. nine o'clock. It's broken oh. down always. It across the world at nine o'clock. Don't expect no shakes from McDonald's.
1: So he was but sleeping in the drive
2: He was knocked he was, out at Whataburger. He oh,
1: was knocked man. the fuck In out. In Texas. The real question should be why is he at Whataburger, nigga? That shit is so disgusting. <laughs> Ooh I know. <laughs> I know you're people looking lying. at me or tweeting or whatnot. I don't I don't like it, man. I'm Mm-mm. not you know Mm-mm, I know you
2: fucking lying. I'm not gonna have to I'm not gonna mm uh-uh, I'm not gonna have to I'm not can't, can't I can't agree with you on that one, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like man, wait, are you gonna agree You talking about Whataburger? No. Y'all got new one, right no,
2: what a burger? We don't is have don't the water. What a burger? It's the big orange W and it's like what a burger? What a burger? Mm. That shit is fire, bro. I mean, they I know come. about
3: it. I just I, the, I've listen, never had it. In the pleasure. words
2: in the words of of my friends from St. Louis, boy, you got your rabbit ass mind.
0: That <laughs> <No>. shit good. <laughs> not your rabbit
3: ass mind. You have your rabbit ass mind. Mm. What a burger? Have you had it? I don't know, man. Like I, I live next to a Burger King in a Rally. My life, you
2: y'all know, know how he do. He want to get on the show
1: today. Right, right, right. You know he's chilling. That's 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 our mascot of the show. You he in the studio always barking, making sure we doing our business, man. But <laughs> just being I, I'm annoying. I'm not sure, I'm you not sure why uh, he fell Have you
2: had it? or what are they,
1: they saying? saying have drunk? you, have they you said had he it? Drunk,
0: I mean, hey, it is Look, what it is, man. I'm gonna um, just
3: say that i think it's hilarious when she first started telling the story like (laughs) it's just so drunk at whataburger mcfadden was drunk at whataburger it's just you you
2: thought it was gonna be something different and it turned on you didn't it
3: it, i thought it was gonna be a funnier story than that you know because you know but it's still kind of funny i'm just glad didn't anybody get hurt though wait before it's funny did anybody get hurt I mean, the windows in the side of his car got hurt because
2: it got smashed in during whatever scuffle. They probably was trying to snatch him out the truck. And he was like, nah, nigga, I ain't getting out. And then they bust his windows out.
0: Okay. But, you so know, yeah, that's, that's not funny.
2: how it was worded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the wording was
3: quite funny to me. But, yes, no, I just, oh, my God. Why can't people get drunk and stay at home like everybody else? Like, you know, if I'm going to get that drunk, I'm either not driving or I'm gonna stay my ass at home and get drunk like a classy person. Like what's wrong with y'all?
2: Listen, it's right now, this is the year twenty twenty. You can get sloppy drunk at your house and still get Whataburger. burger. You got Uber Eats. Okay. You got DoorDash DoorDash. Come on personate. now. Come on now. Okay. Brother. You you can Do get last. and still get that good food. So that's one of the mm. trending topics. The next one, and this is kind of a oh my God. Descendants of slaves sold to fund Georgetown University played key role in establishing HBCUs. Uh, Once again, descendants of slaves sold to fund Georgetown University played key role in establishing HBCUs. So, a statue of St. Joseph no longer casts its shadow on the church that anchors St. Emma Plantation near Donaldsonville for decades. The church was removed years ago and replaced with another mission across town, and the sculpture uh, is at the left. You would have to see the picture. But basically, this story is about how a young lady is found some history and found some information about how these slaves were being sold to help fund Georgetown University, the college, the prestigious college. Is, you, is
3: I anybody of surprised that, by that? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the story. Like, they used us in every way possible to every fund way possible. this country. Well,
1: like, say, it's amazing say that we don't have... That, uh,
0: more reparations. But,
1: uh, I mean that was happening. Oh, I mean, we listen, sold, they want you to off, get over so, it. If yes, we were being used and the collateral or the fund or profit was used to fund a school, I'm not shocked by that. Now the unfortunate mm-hmm. truth is, uh, it happened at an HBCU, which I hate to hear. You know, we pride mm-hmm. ourselves on HBCUs, man, so it's just it's a it's a tough one to hear, you know, about an H B C U. But I mean we were being sold, auctioned off, man, the highest bill.
2: Auctioned off all the way across. Then and as last, we know,
3: you know, black folks a, did buy and sell slaves during that time, absolutely. whether for good reasons or just right. for, you know, goods and services. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, we were good. We, we were good. We weren't men and or women. We were good and a lot of service.
3: Okay. Okay. Too many so, services.
2: And the last but not least. Now, I want you guys to go on BBC News, okay, and look at the pictures. That's BBC News. You can type in the title, Fashion Institute Apologized for a Clearly Racist Show, okay? Y'all gotta see these pictures. A New York City-based fashion college has apologized after a catwalk show was labeled racist. Point blank, one of the Um, models refused to wear this get up. She's like I'm not finna wear that. It's a wrap. Models were asked to wear prosthetic ears, lips and bushy eyebrows for a collection run by fashion design students at the event in Manhattan. The accessories were criticized online after an African American model said she would not wear the clearly racist items at the event on the 7th of February. The Fashion Institute of Technology Said the matter was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the matter was being investigated. Currently, its president Joyce F. Brown said in a statement, "It does not appear that the original intent of the design, the use of accessories, or the creative direction of the show was to make a statement about race. However, it is now glaringly obvious that." has been the outcome for that. We apologize to those who participated in the show, to students and to Uh-oh. anybody mm-hmm. who has been offended mm-hmm. by what they saw. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all point blank.
1: Right. Cause I, the I, I get really up have a is, big,
2: is the big red lips. I'm going to tell you what it looks like. I don't know the the proper term, but back in the day they were novelty items. You had the mammy, And then I don't know what the gentleman's name, if that was Sambo, but you had Mammy or the nanny, Mammy, and then the gentleman. And they were black as all outside at night with the big red lips. And then they would exaggerate their ears. What they are wearing is these huge ears, these big black bushy eyebrows, and these huge red lips. That's that's what they were wearing what's that have to do with the clothes
1: though but see this is what i'm gonna say over there in britain and with british them motherfuckers always doing something like edgy and i think when we hear about the hm h&m with the whole uh monkeys campaign that was over there and across the waters those folks and i work with a few and i've, I've known i know one um you know that that Lives here now in, in in the States, but they really don't see race, as they say, and they don't really have this whole mm-hmm. little kind of white and black situation. But the, you, but you said that people. was weirdo. Huh? You
2: said that's weirdo. In Britain?
1: Well, Britain, London, I mean, these folks, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're from, you know, from the waters. And, and they, this is in
2: New York City.
1: Oh, shit. The I melting you pot. <laughs> I thought somewhere in the story. <laughs> trans- I'm going to tell you now, to Excuse my French.
2: Excuse my. Yeah, at the at the Fashion Institute, the college. I excuse my French. These motherfuckers ain't getting no pass from me. Oh, whoa. OK.
0: <laughs> no, there's no
1: pass from me. I, I, I retract. I, I thought this was a story from, you know, the water.
2: Mm-hmm. They in the melting pot of of America. I believe they call New York City, New York city the melting pot they are in the melting pot you can literally walk down a 10 mile radius and go through 10 different demographics and cultures so if anyone should know better and should have sensitivity it should be new a new york city fashion college yeah absolutely. like come on y'all absolutely you just, i just absolutely. want y'all to go look at these pictures that's all i can say
3: because i can't well, describe it Do you see it? I'm looking at them right now. They're scary looking. Like, in all honesty, like, it is very (laughs) jarring. Um, It is very jarring. First of all, Mm -hmm. first of all, the lips, the lips and the eyebrows. Like, why? Like, there you go. What is this this doing for your look? Like, in all honesty, it makes (laughs) it look even more trash. Like, I said, what do they got to do with the clothes? Yeah. It, yeah, what does it have to do with It's a distraction from the clothes, in all honesty. I don't know why they thought this was necessary. I don't know. Like, maybe they were aspiring to give some Gucci esque vibe, you know, because Gucci has the Gucci um, jackets the, the, and stuff. The
2: mask and the jumpers. Right. But the thing, and that was another thing, that was clearly. I can't think of the uh, next show I'll have it, but I know for a fact, like, the Mammy, that is clearly how No, those... it's a
3: caricature. Yeah, absolutely. Character. It's a caricature yes, of black you. people.
2: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's horrible. It's horrible. It is,
3: and I think, I, I mean, in all honesty, like, it's trash. Like, it's not even necessary. Like, it's just, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, in all honesty, the best thing that I see is the the black model who refused to wear she uh, who refused to wear the uh, the face mask stuff. She looks amazing,
2: <laughs> right? In her like her outfit, Amy Le-
3: Lefebvre, Lefebvre? Yep. is that her name? There's Amy Lefebvre? Lefebvre. or Lefebvre. Amy yes, Lefebvre
2: yes. looks she looks amazing. She's stunning. She's stunning. Her Without her all clothes of that, are stunning. So it's like if twice, you had clothing that you were debuting like that, why would you even want to have anything on your model that would take away from the reason people are there? Right. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. That's the three trending topics. We're going to go ahead and move on to our HBCU of the week.
1: Historically black colleges and universities, commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. Hey. Time for the HBCU of the Week. Make sure you hit us up, Finesse Media Podcast, if you want your HBCU to be presented on the show. Therese, who we got, man?
2: So we had to do one from Louisiana because of our guest today. So today we have Xavier University in Louisiana. Their motto is, with God's help, there is nothing to fear. I love that motto. With God's help, there's nothing to fear. Xavier University of Louisiana, XULA, located in Jert town section of New Orleans, Louisiana in the United States is a private co-educational liberal arts college with the distinction of being the only historically black Roman Catholic institution of higher education in the United States. The only. Located in New Orleans, Xavier University of Louisiana was established in 1925 when St. Catherine Drexel and the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament founded the co-educational secondary school from which it evolved. Drexel, supported by the interests of a substantial inheritance from her father, banker, financier Francis Drexel, founded and staffed many institutions throughout the United States in an effort to help educate Native Americans and African Americans. Aware of the serious lack of Catholic oriented education available to young Black people in the South, Catherine Drexel, now Saint. Catherine Drexel came to New Orleans and established a high school. The site was previously occupied by Southern University, which had moved to Baton Rouge after an influx of white neighbors petitioned for its relocation. You know how they do. Mother Catherine purchased the property through an agent, but once the true purpose of the transaction became known, vandals smashed all the building's windows. Horrible. Xavier University Preparatory School opened on the 27th of September 1915 and was named after Francis Drexel's patron saint, also known as Xavier Prep. It remained in operation until 2013. Today, St. Catherine Drexel Preparatory School operates from the same location on Magazine Street in New Orleans. Today's HBCU of the Week, Xavier University.
1: That's what's up, man. Each and every week, yes. we give love to HBCUs, man. So, Bundy, man, I think the time was perfect to have Xavier University represented this week, as you are from the great state of Louisiana by way of New Orleans, yes. Louisiana, yes. Man, And so.
3: I um, also attended uh, Xavier Preparatory School, which uh-huh. is the high school. So I attended that school for uh, my freshman year and some of my sophomore year.
1: That's what's up that's what's up and keep, talking to Bundy. keep talking to us, man, let people know, thank you so much, man, for coming on this episode, Bundy man, let people know how they can keep up with you, man, support you uh you know on your social media,
3: okay, I am at Bundy blue on everything b o n d y b l u e on instagram and twitter. And also on Facebook, and of course on YouTube, I review shows daily. Okay, I don't stop, <laughs> so you'll definitely find something that you like over on my channel, Bondy Blue on YouTube.
1: That's what's up, man, Bondy Blue, man. Everybody, yeah. man, thank you so much, Bondy, for joining us on the show, man. You've been such a great guest. You got to come back and do yeah. it again, yeah. man.
0: Afternoon.
1: That's Afternoon. what's up, man. Trees. It's almost time for us to get out of here, man. If you're not uh, already subscribed or following our page, man, make sure you do that. Finesse Media, LLC on Facebook, at Finesse Media on Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, it's at underscore Finesse Media. Treese, man, let people know how they can follow you, girl. You can always follow me
2: at Treese millionaire. That's at T-R-I-C-E. A Millionaire, Teresa Millionaire on Instagram. If you want to follow my business and see the beautiful places I've gone, the beautiful people I've taken pictures and photographs of, you can always follow me on Facebook or on Instagram at Latrice Murray Views. That's at L-A-T-R-I-C-E M-U-R-R-A-Y V-I-E-W-S Latrice Murray Views. Looking forward to seeing you on my page.
1: Check out, man. Finesse Media Podcast episode whatever, but this is season two, man, and you've been listening to Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Teresa Millionaire. We'll catch you next time until the next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages instagram we are at finesse media twitter check us out at underscore finesse media and on facebook finesse media llc see you next week with something brand new